Hi, friends. I'm Chandra Sanchez. And I'm Misha Lazera. And you're listening to Bandwives. Good morning. Good morning, Chandra. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing. I'm. I'm. I'm dangling by a thread. Honestly, I'll be oh. honest. I say I'm doing good, but I am. I am a shell of a person. But it's great. Let's, let's normalize when someone asks you how you're doing to be perfectly honest. So tell tell us what's going on. Well, um, we had a flood. Another flood. Uh, we had an insane rain situation this entire weekend in new york city flooding everywhere the subway is like it's been wild and we had a friend who had a birthday party on sunday at the bronx zoo um and we wanted to of course not cancel and they didn't cancel so we braved the trains and put on a poncho and did it and trudged through with like you know wet shoes up to your knees um so then after we made it through the day we're on the train back home and I get an alert saying that our basement is flooded and, you know, I'm on the train. I know that I'm going to be on the train for an hour. There's nothing I can do. I'm just like, well, okay, well, I guess there probably is water all filling my home as we speak. And then of course it's the week that Claudio was away. He's actually back today just for the day. Um, and then they have a show in the city tomorrow, but you know, just like it's 9 PM trying to do bedtime and then like do all the things. And I spent yesterday sanitizing everything and cleaning it. And uh, it's just been a really interesting couple of days. How is your book? Wait, how? <laughs> I have a few questions before we move so many questions. <laughs> you don't mind. How do you get an alert that your basement is flooding? So we have an alarm system and they put sensors on everything. So you could tell if you're having a flood or if you have like a gas leak which is great, but it's not like it shows you. There's not a camera that clicks on when that happens. So you're just kind of like, well, <laughs> I guess my life is falling apart and I am not home. Um, so I, while I like it, because then I could try to get somebody here if we're out of town or something, uh, it also is very anxiety inducing to see just a chronic alarm that you can't turn off. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> It's okay. Honestly, at this point, we don't have a lot of, we don't have anything that really can be damaged down there except for rugs. But I'm hoping after this podcast, our new sponsor will be Ruggable. So I can just watch. (laughs) (laughs) Ruggable, are you listening? That's a great idea. We have a Ruggable. This is not an ad, but it could be in our entryway. And it's like the kids are constantly walking in because there's clay here, red clay. That's the soil. And they're just constantly walking in with like Uh. clomping. And Keaton walked in the other day and it was just covered because they go to the the school as like an outdoor um, education. And so they're just dirty all the time. And so we wash that rug like once a week. That's a dream. If this is just going to be our lives, we have to finally dedicate ourselves to the ruggable or something Uh. similar. So, yeah. but yeah, other than that, it's, it was a really great weekend. We, ha- you know, hung, hung out with some friends and had play dates and, um, adjusting to lonely life here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, 
Adam will be gone this summer, but it's been a while. I mean, it feels like it's it's going to be a quite an adjustment for the kids. And yeah, the longer that they're home, it, the harder it is. We had mm-hmm. five months. You know, they haven't been out since mm-hmm. like October, so we got really spoiled over here. Um, what else? What's going on with you? Tell me everything. So this weekend I went to Mepkin Abbey. It's a working Trappist monastery in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. It's so magical. I know you know this. (laughs) I know you know who John Lawrence is from Hamilton. Uh It's his land. What? So yes, it's his family's land and they turned it into this monastery and so monks live there oh, and they Lord. pray seven times a day and you can go. I I never do go to watch them pray, but one can if one wishes. <laughs> and but it's so beautiful. There's two alligators that live in the pond that I say hi to. That was my second time going. So every time I go, I'm always like skirting around the pond, taking pictures of these alligators that live do there. Do they have names? What are they? I named them. Okay. I, well, my friend and I who were there last Someone time. Someone had to. Kate. Yeah, we named them. Well, one of them, our favorite. The other one is nameless, but the one is named Gristle Mill. Oh my God. <laughs> but then I couldn't tell them apart this time. So it was Gristle Mill one and Gristle <laughs> Mill two. <laughs> Your favorite is no longer. Yeah. The other one's like, I got to get a name. I got to jump up. <laughs> yeah. They were laying next to each other. You would know much more, probably. I'm not familiar with the natural behavior of alligators because I did not grow up near them but they were laying right next to each other is that normal well maybe for females when they give us our gator um certification card (laughs) after (laughs) when we grow up what I imagine happens yeah (laughs) they're like okay well you learned to read and write and you got your gator id um no I don't know I think they do they do I think they sometimes like lay across each other for warmth and just kind of like like when you see them on the banks of the yeah. parks, which happens in Florida, they're just like piled sometimes on top of each other. Um, yeah. Okay. Buddies, I like wonder what, yeah. That's what they were doing. And I was wondering about that because it's a pretty small pond for two gators. So they said one time before they had to remove the gators because they were too big. They got huge, you know, and they were dangerous. And so I guess new ones just took the big ones place. And there's a river right next next to it that I guess is full of alligators so anyway it's really beautiful and the monks cook you food from their gardens yes do you stay there is it like a I stay yeah you say Sunday or I'm sorry Friday to Monday morning so I stayed wow and you have your own like cell it's you know the monk's room and it's amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm not, you know, I've, we've talked about it quite a bit. I'm not very religious, but I find it to be really beautiful there. Did you finish? Are you, you're in a good place? Well, it's the best place to meet a deadline because even if you are highly stressed <laughs> and anxious, you can't, you feel like you can't be. It helps put things in perspective. Definitely very peaceful and grounding. So I worked so much. I mean, I think I probably worked like over 30 hours just in the wow. weekend, like 12 hours a day, all, all afternoon, Friday, and all Monday morning until I left. Uh, so I got so much done. I feel really good about it. Now it's two interweaving narratives in this novel. And so now I'm I'm just putting them b- back together in a way that like kind of shapes the arc. And I'm going to send it in. Amazing. How is your novel 
coming along? Well, I got a tiny bit of work done like last Thursday and then nothing, and nothing. I'm so, that is the most irritating part about all of this. It's like, I am primed for work. I was like, oh, this week is going to be, I will have so much time, you know, this whole school day. Um, and then I just like lost. Well, there's a flood. I know, I know, but I'm so annoyed because I feel, you know, when you feel like some weeks you just don't want to work at all, you don't feel inspired or like motivated. And of course you like work through that, but I like feel spark. I felt it over the weekend. I'm like, okay. Um, so I felt inspired and I wanted to capitalize on it, but I put that energy into other things. Although I did read something today that I thought was interesting that I wanted to bring up to you because I know how we're always talking with guests about how, when your partner is away and you sort of like fall into this hole of, oh, I'm, I'm not as motivated to do things as I was, or I'm not keeping up. So I read this article today that was about something in the uh, neurodiverse community for some time called body doubling. I don't know if you know this, what this mm-hmm. is. So body doubling is essentially when you can accomplish tasks better when there's another person present. Um, and it's just this sort of mental accountability of having another human being there. So they have all of these co-working online space. I'm doing air quotes here um, <laughs> where they you're basically on a zoom like this one, you're all on camera and it's like, it's a body doubling way to get your tasks done at home when you don't have like an available person or you can't go to a coffee shop or whatever. And I've known about these like workspaces for a while, but it finally like came together today that, you know, I have ADHD and I think my husband might be my body double and his mere presence makes me feel like I'm able to do tasks that I otherwise don't want to do. Um, and I was like, oh my God, it's not it's not like this pressure because we talk often about like, why do we feel pressure to do this? And it's not, it's just human psychology and having another person around that makes you want to do tasks. Yeah, that's really interesting. It is. I I feel like Adam and I do that to each other as well. I mean, and um, and I will get home and he'll, you know, he'll just gonna be chilling with the kids. But then as soon as I get home, he's like, oh, we better, we got to go do something. We got to get out of the house. We got to, you know, and so I feel like there is that like kind of someone's watching you, (laughs) even if it's positive though, like in a positive way. And they say for tasks that you're really interested in doing or, you know, parts of your day or parts of your job that you love and are inspired to do, you don't necessarily need somebody. But I was thinking about you and I on our trip and how, how motivating it was to have you there, which feels weird because if you're doing something creative, you know, it it could almost be something that takes away from that, I guess. But I'm like, oh, like the editing portion of writing, which I did primarily while we were there was like going back and kind of sifting through and finding like the threads. I ordinarily struggle with that so much because I hate it. But something about having you present made me feel like really motivated to do it. And it's the same with him. And I just thought that was really interesting because I think we speak to some people who say that they are like get way more done or whatever, or, you know, feel better when their partner's gone. And then others that are like, I don't know why, but I just need that time to like zone out. So. Yeah. Food it thought. is interesting. It is food for thought. And I'd be curious what people who 
don't ever have that space away from their partner would feel about like having that experience for like a week or two and comparing and contrasting because it's so, unless you've been doing it, you know, for a couple of years or a long time, it's hard to even for me, at least sift through what it all means and what it actually does to you, you know, when your partner's yeah. there or gone. I I think the logistics of three kids are what Adam. Absolutely. I'm going to turn the camera around and show you right now. <laughs> That's like a whole other ball game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's in here. He's in here in a really compromised state. Yeah, it feels like. <laughs> I can tell by your laughter and the fear in your eyes of the camera flipping. I'll do it. That's a bold move, good. Adam. It's a bold move. Don't think she won't do it. We're friends here. We're all friends. Oh my God. Now he's bending over. What is happening? <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh. See, he's body doubling. He's body doubling. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. He's mad now. Wait, wait, you want me to stop this? And oh. <laughs> Pay attention to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I also have one of those in the other room currently. Oh, is, is Claudio there right He's now? here for the day. Yeah, he just oh. got here at like six in the morning. Oh, that's And so ran nice. off the bus and came home and dropped did drop mm -hmm. off with me today, which was sweet. Oh. Yeah. And that's we're nice. Gonna, yeah. I'm just going to lay in bed and whine to him about how my back hurts. Oh, I'm carrying <laughs> the breath. The drama. Yeah. Okay, speaking of back to that before the, the whole situation here, I was at the Abbey and I was working in my room and I was getting really tired. And so there's this beautiful, like kind of shared lobby space library. And I went in there and there were three women who were friends who all knew each other and they had, you know, their wine and they were chatting and they were kind of getting really quiet. Cause I think they thought that I would be bothered. Cause I was just typing away and I needed though. I wasn't at all. And I talked to him about it and, but but I needed their energy because uh, if you are used to working in coffee shops or with someone else, then when you get alone, I, I don't know, I, I yeah. can maybe focus better, but I, something about the way I work, I don't need to have silence or to be alone. And so I feel like I could draw on their energy and to keep me going. I wrote till like 10 at night, every night. And so I was really grateful they were in there. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm the thing that makes me. I mean, not most frustrated, many things make me frustrated and sad about the <laughs> pandemic, but one of the very selfish, self-centered ones um, is that I couldn't, I had all of this free time and I couldn't work. Like I couldn't write well because I didn't have access to sucking the life juice out of other human <laughs> yeah. beings in my periphery. You know, I was like, <laughs> in us, yeah. I was like, I just need a, a person to be around. And Claudio, meanwhile was like living his best life. He was so productive in ways that I'm like, where are you getting this? You know, his inspiration and his like need for human feedback is just so different. And it's, it's pretty cool to like watch how differently people thrive in those creative situations. Yeah, it is. So where are you in your draft now? So I am about three quarters of the way through. Okay. Yeah. And I'm getting there. And I see these like threads that were a little bit like, oh, what is this going to do? Kind of pulling in. I just, right now we have so many other things that kind of take that time, I guess, that energy, right, right. Um, that maybe are like more pressing, 
So I'll be like in the middle of something and then something comes through and it's like, ah, this thing needs to be handled now. And mostly, you know, at the moment, it's also like parenting stuff and shuttling him around to activities and that kind of thing. So I'm hoping that once we get through the show this week, the end of this week, and then next week is like wide open. So I'm really looking forward to having that time. Yes. Yeah. I believe too that like, you know, you're talking about the threads and everything. I think that part of it, the waiting or the like prioritizing other things for, you know, kind of are part of the novel writing process because you're thinking so much about your characters and you're thinking about the book and what's going to happen. And I feel like you can't write a good book unless you spend a lot of time doing that. I think you're so right because the epiphanies come from living and things that you think are not connected to what you're working on become connected if you're stuck, you can't just keep banging your head against a wall. You know, you have to get out and like live your life and see what changes, I guess. And so honestly, the last couple of weeks have really been focusing on just being around friends and like being alive and seeing people. We had my birthday, you came, it was amazing. Um, I've been like riding that wave (laughs) for a minute and just, um, just really like focusing on friendship, I guess, and relationships for the last couple of weeks, which is so up my alley. And I've really enjoyed just being a person. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's amazing. Yeah, that I feel like that's so important because it can be easy when you have your sight set. For me, I'm speaking to me (laughs) on a goal. (laughs) Uh, you know, like I got to get this done. I got to finish that you forget to, to enjoy your life. And yeah. that is then, then what's the point of that? For sure. Project. For sure. It's just ruining your life potentially or causing stress and probably not improving it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And it, it, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just we're thinking about it. We're watching we the world and it's when it's ready, it's going to be like a tidal wave. Yes. I'm very excited. This has been great. This has been like a good therapy session this morning. Sorry that we didn't really, you know, have a goal, but that's okay. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.